you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you well and uh, in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just thank you. Thank you for taking the opportunity to tune in and being part of this today. And with me is my friend, Kevin. He's still up there in North Carolina. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. I want you to know that I'm starting out with a fourth grade joke before I even get going today, just so the placement's right. And uh, so I've been collecting these jokes. And uh, this one said, what did Jonah's family say when he told them about what happened before reaching Nineveh? Hmm, sounds fishy. Anyway, here we go. We find ourselves, uh-oh, I got something going. I got something muting me over here on my, my microphone is, is, is playing games with me, brother. Let me make sure. You didn't hear me cutting out, did you, Kevin? I didn't. He's, he's continued for me. Oh, okay, good, good. So, folks, we find ourselves in the book of John, chapter number four, the chapter of living water, the chapter of Christ must needs go to Samaria. Uh, he's going, not only is he going to Samaria, he's going to the capital of Shechem, or what they were called Sychar by the time he got there. It's an ancient city. We see it in the Old Testament. It's a cool place to go uh, if you're not a Christian, if you're not a Jew, if you're not a Pharisee, if you're not a Sadducee, if you're not religious. This, uh, this is not a place you go if you're religious. See, God doesn't want religious missionaries. He wants people that have mm. a relationship with Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. He wants people that are willing to go share the faith, not talk about what the rules mm. and the laws are. You know, at this point of the Bible, we, you know, we know the rules, we know the law uh, over there as we read the book of John. And, and, but, but, you know, there's something different going on here. God wants to tell them what the real deal is. And this is the rest of the story here. And so we continue on. We're starting in verse number five. We're reading through verse number 12 in chapter four of the book of John today. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the postulate ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Uh, we also think there's a lot of things there, right? If you study the history, we also think that's where Abraham uh, brought his son Isaac. And man, there's some history. It's a pretty wicked part of the world these days. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, set us on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Then cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me a drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. It's always good to go into the city to buy meat, as long as they're like two-inch thick T-bones, praise God. Then saith mm. the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which I am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Religious people are always canceling people out of their lives. Oh, I don't want to hang out with that person. Mm. You know, uh, that person got drunk once. That person broke up with my daughter. That person didn't go to the right church until mm. he got saved. Stop that stuff. All right. That's what God yeah. came for. So we don't, we don't cross people out and make rules for them and change the way we think about people. No, Christ came. It's an, it's a new crowd now. It's uh, it's okay. Go hang out with people. And uh, Jules have mm. no dealings, that last sentence there, and, uh, uh, in that verse number nine with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give to me drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. 
The woman said it unto her, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? So Jacob was the last people to get along with these folks. And, and here comes Christ. He comes along, and he finds this lady. And, uh, and he's out there. He has nothing to draw water with. He's sitting there at the well. This is a divine appointment. This is what we call a divine appointment. Christ is there, and he's waiting. And here comes this woman, woman, and he's going to reveal things to her that no one else but her Lord and Savior can know. He's going to be sharing some things with her that's going to blow her mind, and it begins right away. He sits there, and uh, he knows the, you know, he knows the history, the history and the historical references of Jacob's well and everything going on there. But he's tired. You know, the disciples probably drew water. They didn't even leave something for Christ to draw water with. They took off with the money, and they're going into town. They're probably hitting a big box store. You know, they're they're taking care of people. And uh, and boy, here comes this woman. She's got a bucket to draw water with. She probably has a scoop or a ladle of some sort. And and Jesus asked the woman to give her a drink, and she's blown away. She's like, you're a Jewish dude. You don't want to do this with me. I'm a Samaritan. You know, you can get people to believe that they're no good if you work at it. And you know what they call you if you do that? They call you a narcissist. Because here's, mm. a, here's a woman willing to give a man a drink. And here's a man. Listen, I'm giving the woman a drink. I want you to know if she's got a herpy dot on her lip and, and she's thirsty, she can drink out of my cup, praise God. Uh, and and mm. Jesus is talking about this living water. He's talking about this experience uh, that if she only understood this gift from God, isn't that a wonderful thing? You know, thinking in literal terms, the woman doesn't know what's going on. And, and that's kind of where we're wrapping up the Bible today. But think about what's going on. Jesus is going right in the middle of what the Jewish people would say is the enemy territory. These are the broke people. These are the people we raise pigs for and sell to them and don't tell anybody about. These are the people that we hate. These are the people that don't believe things exactly the way we do. And Christ is saying, well, if you want somebody to believe in me, I think I'd better go down there or someone better take me down there in terms of the word of God, in terms of those things. And, and folks, sometimes we're going to run into Samaritans at the well. Sometimes we're going to run into some people whose lives are upside down. But man, when God shows up, Kevin, when that living water shows up, when it's sitting right there next to that well, things change. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful that Jesus just had the attitude that he, he was secure in his father's love and so he could go fishing at a in a dirty pond. In other words, he was secure that that uh, that that he was that he was right with God, and 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 it was no you know skin off his uh, you know back or whatever the saying is. He was able to go securely talk to this person. He went to this despised city and was able to address her. In fact, I love what he said there in verse 10. Jesus, the first, you know, I have a red letter edition here, and the first red words in this chapter, in this account, it, it says, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, he would have given thee living water. Excuse me, give me to drink in verse 7. I almost missed that. Um, but so he said, give me to drink. So that was the, uh, you know, the engaging. He interfaced with a person who everybody thought was, 
you know, hopeless and, you know, just let them go. Let, let them go to hell. They, you, you know, their history is they so bad. They deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. They deserve it. Never mind what I deserve we deserve. It. Yeah. Yeah. And so his, uh, Jesus' attitude made the, the difference. And I think, you know, Jesus, excuse me, I think John said, as he, Jesus, is in the world or was in the world, so are we in the world. So his attitude has to be our attitude. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're facing, you may be number one up against this test, as it were, of your future, of your character and your destiny. How? What is your attitude toward the person? Do you want that person to be, to get right with God? Nah, man, not with what they did to me. I wish them nothing but destruction. Well, that's natural, that's human, but that's not divine. The, the, the attitude of God is to look at the, the worst person and forgive them. Um, Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them. And none of them were on their knees telling him they're sorry. He was making a judicial forgiveness of, of, of everyone there and saying, Lord, I want I don't want their treatment of me to keep them from getting right with you. Yea, if their treatment of me can be used to put coals of fire on their head later and convict them later, then let them fall under conviction as a result of this mistreatment of me. And that's divine. That attitude, Doug, doesn't come through a normal, you know, it doesn't come up from from the flesh. It comes, you know, what's it say? Heavenly wisdom that from God is first peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, full of good works. And James tells us, so this attitude that that we can look at people, first of all, and want them to get right with God. I love uh, the verse comes to mind in Acts, and I haven't looked up, but someone was preaching in the book of Acts and said, unto you first, if God sent to bless you in turning everyone away from your sins, turning every one of you away from your sins. So our Savior's attitude is, I want to bless you. Jesus said, bless them to use you and despitefully hurt you and all that. So I want you to get right with God. So I'm coming to Samaria, and uh, the, the the impression I want you to get is that I am different from the status quo Jew because of my attitude. And, and I, you know, in any trial we go through, you have the opportunity to show it's like a nuclear blast with an attitude difference that what you've gone through has actually yielded. Hey, Kevin, hold that thought. Folks, we'll be right back with you. Hang in there. Return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So when you look down and it's <laughs> it's ten thirty three, <laughs> folks. I I gotta oh, tell no. you, hi. Sometimes watching a clock is the hardest thing in the world, but we do that just so you understand. Uh, we actually have to turn over two 11-minute 
uh, segments to folks or, and, and one's 1030 and the other, anyway, to make a long story short, we add 30 second intro outros, a minute and a half on the way out. So if you're wondering about the time, it's just us tracking and chasing down what we try to do to help those of you who freely and wonderfully allow us to go across your radio stations. And we just want you to know, thank you. And uh, we're going to hang with you. And I'm going to keep an eye. On, it's easier for me to keep an eye on the time because I have a stopwatch on my uh, my board here. And so sometimes Kevin's got a stopwatch on his watch, but you forget, or his phone. You forget sometimes. <laughs> Folks, I'm I do. Talking, we're old people, all right? And something happens <laughs> when you get old. Uh, I just want to remind you of a couple of things. On September 11th through 15th of 2023, we're going to be at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, in Whitewater, Wisconsin. I think one of those beautiful, aesthetically pleasing camps, much like a Southland or, or a Wilds, just a very pretty, well-kept, beautiful camp. You want to make sure you're out there. We're going to have some breakouts. Kevin's going to be teaching a breakout. So you get out there and be part of that. So we continue on. We're looking at this, and Kevin's been saying a lot of good stuff. And I... And we've been looking at this, and a couple things come back to my mind that I want to point out as I pass this back to Kevin that I think we really need to focus on. And it's about taking advantages of moments of relationships. And uh, mm. sometimes God gives you a minute, sometimes God gives you an hour with another human being that is feeling pretty low and bad about themselves. Mm. And they're saying, man, I'm just a Samaritan. And God's like, well, if you knew who you were talking to, I'd give you the living water. And you don't have to worry about being a Samaritan anymore because the ultimate is a relationship with Jesus Christ. An identity change to a relationship with Jesus Christ is a very powerful thing. And so we're looking at this thing that goes on. And so we're going to see here in a little while that Jesus knows a lot of personal things about her life. And she doesn't feel great about them. We're going to talk about that in a little while. But the only reason I mention that is because this small relationship that's happening at this well is an opportunity that God has giving this lady. God gives it to us with men and lady, ladies out there where we get a chance to share the gospel of Christ. The other morning I was at a mm. coffee shop and Kevin, have you ever been to Dutch Brothers? I have. Oh, Absolutely. God, the best oh, coffee good. shop in the United States of America that I've found. I, I, I'm just going, I'm coming clean, all right? It's the best. I mean, I would shake when I woke up in the morning until I could get to Dutch Brothers. But anyway, every morning I would hand these people an invitation to church and talk to them. And then finally, on my fourth day at this one particular Dutch Brothers, I pulled up and the same young lady was working there. And I handed her, uh, at this time, a postcard along with a track underneath. And she looked at me and she said, so I know the, you know the prominent religion here in this part of the country there in Utah is a cult. That's what she said to me. Her words, not mine. If you don't think they're a cult, you might be needing to read your Bible a little bit more. But anyway, she says, I get that. But how do I know something's true? And folks, it comes down to the Word of God, and that's where we find ourselves today, looking at the Word of God, the preserved Word of God, the unmolested Word of God. Yep. And I was able to help that young lady with that, and I hope she shows up at church. But Kevin, you were going on, and it was making a lot of sense <laughs> to me. And, and and I mean, I let you walk right up to 1030 thinking you were going to say, here you go, Doug, and I was just going to bam that button, you know? <laughs> and uh, But anyway, back at you, brother. I was just distracted 
uh, I was looking out the windshield because someone, the painter, there's a brother in this church in, in Durham, North Carolina, who's a painter, and he was walking by out front. I was like, man, this guy is always painting. All right. So, <clears throat> atti- you know, attitude is is everything. Yeah. And um, Jesus Christ went in with security. In fact, verse 10, I was, I was looking at that as you were talking. If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So basically he's saying, ma'am, I've come bearing gifts. My attitude is, you know, you've got, ma'am, people are are prejudiced against you, but y'all have prejudice against the people that are prejudiced or that you think are prejudiced and half of them aren't prejudiced, but you think they're prejudiced. And that's the same situation as we're in today, right? So he said, look, let me cut to the chase. I asked you for a drink because I want to give you a drink. And if you knew the gift of God, I think that the attitude ought to be, if you knew Jesus Christ, he's the gift of God. If, if you, if you knew Jesus, like I knew Jesus. So if you, let's just assume you're in the middle of a horrible situation and people are doing you dirty or people don't understand. People are maligning you, mis, mis, uh, misrepeating you. You know, there's slanderous things. I mean, just painful. And I'm thinking of a personal illustration here that I'm going to, but that situation is so traumatizing. The best thing you can do is to not cast, it says in Hebrews, cast not away your confidence, which hath great hope of reward. Don't throw aside, don't stoop to giving up your confidence. Now, I, it's easy to say, I've done it, but to be confident. I think confidence starts with saying, you know what? I am coming offering someone that is more worthy than I am. I know him. You know, the world hath not known him, but I know him, John 17. And so in offering him, it's up to you whether you want to accept it or reject it. If you knew Jesus like I knew Jesus, you wouldn't say that. If you knew Jesus like I knew Jesus, you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't live that way. If you if you knew the gift of God. So again, just to putting a clincher on this whole thought is, um, or I'm applying it or illustrating it. When I, I, one time I had to go meet someone that had done me the most damage Doug of anyone that I'd ever been done in my life. This guy went on an attack. He just hated preachers and and he because he had been hurt. So and he just hated people that had that he esteemed were in uh you know were formed like him. And so anyway, he just maligned just all, did a lot of junk. So I had to go meet him one time. I was, believe it or not, God made it. I had to go to Samaria because I had to pick up someone else, uh, and, uh, another loved one. And so I went to that person. I just thought to myself, I could punch him in the mouth. I could do all kinds of things. You know, I kind of contemplated various things. I seriously contemplated, you know, various things. But um, what God finally said is, you know, the only piece I had in my heart was go in and shake his hand. Go in and shake his hand. Well, he was avoiding me because when you lie someone, the Bible says, lie about someone. The Bible says, uh, "He that lieth uh, hate, hateth those that are." Uh, and I'm not quoting exactly. Hateth those that are affected by it. So, afflicted by it. So, if I lie against you, I'm going to hate you, whether or not I did before or not, because I lied about you. So I went up and I shook the hands of someone that hated me and that lied about me. 
he just said, oh, I've got to, oh, I've got a headache. Oh, I've got a headache. You know, just, just yeah. was being cowardly about I it. I know those knuckleheads. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. And you know this one too. But this, this situation was there were loved ones that I loved and I was praying for and still do and love and pray for that were close enough to the situation that they would, they were watching my attitude and certainly expecting uh, some, you know, s- some negative things, but uh, to come for me. However, praise God, Jesus in me <laughs> gave me an attitude where I wanted to bless him in, in turning him away from his sins. And thank God he took up the cause and I continue to this day. Praise so God. Praise the Lord, and, and, and folks, I'm telling you, it's, I don't care where you were raised. I don't care who your people were. I don't care what the house was like you were in. I don't care what folks have to say about your parents, your brothers, your sisters. I don't care what your pedigree is. I don't care about any of that because the Lord and Savior is waiting with living water for you. So you listen to everything that's said here at the end when they come in and they do the outro. Listen to everything that's got to be said. This is a choice about accepting Jesus Christ and having that living water that will completely change your life, completely change your trajectory. Hey, we love you folks. And let me tell you, you're important to us, but even more than that, you're important to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hope you have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.